I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Chakra Girl Radio. This is Amberly Lyons here, your spiritual BFF. I'm a chakra expert and the founder of Chakra Girl Co. and the Glam and Grounded Life membership, where we're making the world more chic and connected, one activated chakra at a time. Today, we are getting all the beauty tips, all the botanical tips from aromacologist Nadine Artemis. She's the creator of Living Libations. We're talking all about healing and beauty with botanicals. You're going to love her. Her energy is everything. I had so much fun on this episode and I'm just like literally want her in my energy field all the time. So we're going to learn how to embody your renegade beauty. We're talking about using botanicals to heal your soul and access your inner beauty, plus tips to feel more radiant by realizing your energetic essence and so many more good tidbits. She gives so much amazing information on how we can just be more holistic in general and um, just like feel like our best, most radiant selves. We're also doing a giveaway, guys. So Nadine has given us some chakra oils and a copy of her book. So I'm going to be posting on Instagram this week. Stay tuned, keep your eyes peeled, and you're going to need to tell us your favorite part from this episode in order to enter to win. So make sure you listen and take some notes. Okay, guys. So I finally feel like I have my life together. As you all know, I was away for like 11 days and when I got home, I didn't unpack. I My nails were chipped and disgusting. My lashes weren't done and I was just like playing the catch-up game and not doing the self-care. I was still doing my rituals. Don't get me wrong. Like I was still taking care of the soul, but not as much the physical space and the physical appearance. Let's put it that way. Um... So this weekend I got my nails done, finally, lashes done, finally, and finally unpacked. And I'm feeling all Marie Kondoed and settled and amazing, but it wasn't that easy. I had to do some little mindset hacks. I had to like get 
energetically back into the space. Like I was literally complaining about not wanting to get my nails done. I was complaining about it on Instagram, making the hugest deal about it. And then I actually manifested it taking two and a half fucking hours to do my nails. And I was so not having it, but I also knew I deserved it. I shouldn't have been complaining so much. I should have just gone and done it. Also the place I also manifested that I had to try like four places and none of them had an available spot. And I ended up having to go to this desolate place where they play the news while I'm getting my nails done. I actually asked them to change the channel and I watched five episodes of King and Queens. Yes, five episodes. That's how long it took. Um, I was also complaining a lot about unpacking, you know, it was just, there was a lot of complaining going on. I was draining my own energy by being so negative. And then once I finally did it, I felt better. So how did I pull it together, guys? I was actually listening to uh, my dear friends, Natalia Benson and Gala Darling, they went to Tony Robbins in Vegas and they were driving home and they were recording a quick video about things that they learned. And they were saying that Tony was saying that we're only stuck because we keep saying we're stuck. And although I never, I never really talk about being stuck in business or like in my life, I'm just always crushing it. Um, Pat's cell phone back, but I was just like complaining about, you know, my place being messy and my nails being gross. And I realized like if I would have just gotten out of my own effing way, then and like, stop saying that I felt stuck or stop saying that I didn't want to do it or stop saying whatever. And then I would get onto the right energy. So I decided to make it fun. I was like, okay, I'm going to unpack. I'm going to make it fun. I poured myself a coffee. It never drank coffee, pumped up the tunes and just like had a little like fun cleaning girl boss tunes. Like I was, so I have like a playlist called glam and grounded playlist. That's for my glam and grounded membership. Um, and I was just listening to that and unpacking and just made it fun guys. That's what you got to do. Also another thing, if you're like dreading stuff, don't think about the work you get to do. Think about the celebration that you're going to have after. So I was like, when I'm done unpacking, I'm going to go for dinner at my favorite place with my husband and do the damn thing. And we did. And it was also national Pinot Noir day. And I got to celebrate with many glasses of Pinot Noir and they poured them really high. I feel like I manifested that they poured me fish bowls because I got my shit together. So that's what you got to do. Make it fun and focus on the celebration. Okay. Let's get into the chakra tip guys. Okay. So I actually talk about this on the episode as well, but I didn't know the name of it. So now I do. So I'm going to just tell you about it again. So it's, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's called like Soba Kriya. It's a Kundalini like hand movement. Essentially, you only have to do it for three minutes and it literally makes you fucking rich. Okay. So it's called, it's like Soba is like S-O-B-A-G-H. Um, and it's called, we'll link you to a cute video that this really cute girl made about it, um, in the show notes. So make sure you check out the show notes. Um, and I'll just, I do explain how to do it in the episode, but I'll just quickly explain to you now, but basically you take your hands, you like face your, imagine your like palms are face to the sky and your pinkies are touching. So you kind of like bang your pinkies together and then you flip your hands over so that the top of your hands facing the sky and you bang your index fingers together. And then as you're, so you just keep doing that over and over again. And every single time you move positions and like bang together, you chant HUD. Like, um, it's spelled H-A-R, but it's pronounced HUD. So it's like HUD, HUD, 
hot. And you just keep doing the hand motions and you do that for three minutes. And I swear to you, I literally, the first day I did it made $6,500 of unexpected money, which was super random. And I mean, I'm here for it, open for it. Like actually, and I've done it two more times since then. And each day I had like at least, you know, three to $6,000 in sales, which is, you know, Hey, live in best life here for it. I'm all about invoking the wealth of the universe. So go do that guys. It's just something that takes three minutes. So why not do it every single freaking day and watch the cash roll in? Okay. Chakra shout out. You guys, there's this journal It's so fun to use. It helps me set my energy on the right vibe in the morning. It's made by the collective manifest. So make sure you follow them. So at the very front of the journal, you write your big vision, like dream list. So it's like right there for you and like manifesting. And then you also write down like the things that you want to manifest in the next 90 days. Then every day you write down what you're thankful for and your intentions for the day. And you write that in the morning. And then at night you write down the best parts of your day and it'll ask you like a cute, fun question too. Like what, how will you do it better tomorrow? Or what evidence of manifestations have you seen so far? Like just like a little check-in, which I love because sometimes we'll just like write all our goals down and then we just kind of forget about them. (laughs) Um, so just like really keeps them like top of mind without like obsessing over them. So I really, really, really love it. It's good for people who want to keep it simple with their journaling. I know I do. It's like all laid out there. You don't have to like overthink it. And it just gives you like a really good container to manifest. So go check them out. Collectivemanifestshop.com or the collective manifest on Instagram. Um, Oh, and I've been like, one thing that I've been really manifesting is just more free time. Like, I feel like I always get everything done in the day, but I'm like, but where's the time to just like sit on my ass and watch Real Housewives? So what I've been using my journal for, like usually my intention of the day is I'll write out like, what are the spare time things that I want to do? And that makes it like, I don't know, it just makes it fun um, to like, manifest those little spare moments every single day and watch housewives while I eat lunch and yeah, just live my best life. So collective manifest, check them out. So on Instagram, again, it's the collective manifest, but their website is collectivemanifestshop.com and we will link you guys in the show notes. Okay. I'm going to do my celebrity chakra analysis on Rihanna guys. So I must say her sacral chakra is so on fleek. She is just sexually embodied. She has no shame in her sex game and she's just out there flaunting it. And I'm here for it. Like that is like your sacral chakra is like your feminine embodiment and like, like really owning your sexuality. And she is, I mean, she's the queen of that. I would say also heart chakra. She has a billionaire boyfriend. Hi. So she's someone who's giving to the world all the time with her beautiful music and creativity. And then she's balancing it out with a billionaire boyfriend. So, I mean, she's getting what she gives, I'd say. I mean, I don't know them personally or know what their relationship is like, but you know, from my perspective, her heart chakra is good. Her root chakra, I will say, might be slightly off balance. I only say this because she's smoking a lot of the marijuana and that really gets you into the upper chakras. It gets you into the crown, into the third eye. There's a lot of thinking going on and like, you know, it really gets you into that like floaty, feminine, airy, like 
philosophical vibe. So she might need to do a little bit of grounding and that's all. Otherwise she's good. Love some Riri and I just can't wait to see her chakras keep shining shine bright like a diamond. Okay, guys, before we get into this episode, one more quick ditty. Are you in the Chakra Girl Glam and Grounded membership yet? And if not, what up with that? Because we have got the most amazing group of women that are manifesting their most glam and grounded lives all together with me. Every single month, I'm dropping new content, giving you chakra trainings, rituals, videos, like literally everything. Um, I'm giving you like exercises and practices. It's probably too much content, but it is like the value of this is insane. It's only $37 a month. You're hanging with me. Oh, well, usually it's 47, but you guys get it for 37 with coupon code podcast. So you need to go to chakragirlco.com slash membership. Okay. Or if you go to my website, it's kind of like plastered on the front page, join the glam and grounded membership. It's everywhere. You can find it. If you want it, you can find it. It is there. And if you use the coupon code podcast, you get it for $10 off a month. So it's $37 a month. You guys, how many ways are you wasting $37 a month on things that are not balancing your chakras? I bet there's a lot of ways that you're doing that. So come on, get the chakras in place. We are literally like at the beginning, you're mapping out your glam and grounded life and we're helping you manifest it. And like, okay, also month two is all about money. So like manifesting money, it's like seriously so much goodness. I can't even explain the girls that are in this program. They're already like manifesting better jobs, manifesting relationships, like manifesting more self-love. They're like getting in touch with their spirit guides. It's a whole thing. So again, shockerlco.com slash membership coupon code podcast, and you are in for a glam and grounded life. All right, bibes, let us get into the episode and we will catch you on the other side. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. Today is very special. I know you all are down for some beauty. You are down for some botanicals. We have Nadine Artemis here. She is the creator of Living Libations, which is an exquisite line of serums, elixirs, and essential oils for those seeking the purest of the pure botanical natural health and beauty products on the planet. She has her own store in Venice, California. She's been making these beautiful products for years. She's a gifted aromacologist. Didn't even know what that, that was a thing, but I'm here for it. She's a total visionary. And through Living Libations, Nadine offers beauty and natural health products to bring out the strength of the book botanicals without reliance on synthetics. They are so clean, so beautiful. Nadine is a key speaker and has received glowing reviews for her work in the Hollywood Reporter, Vogue, People, Elle, Yoga Journal, like all the things, all the places that matter. And now Shocker Girl Radio. So hey, we're, we're amongst the crew. Um, she has celebrity fans, including Alanis Morissette, Mandy Moore, and even the First Lady of Canada, Sophie Trudeau. So shout out to Canada. Nadine Artemis is the author of two books, including Renegade Beauty, Reveal and Revive Your Natural Radiance and Holistic Dental Care, The Complete Guide to Healthy Teeth and Gums. We're so excited to get into all the botanical beauty and wellness today. So happy to have you here, Nadine. 
I'm so happy to be here. Oh, okay. So that was like the longest intro, but I was like, oh. I need to mention all of this stuff because it's like, uh, these are like very amazing things that you're doing. <laughs> okay. You. So let us get into my slumber party questions. What is your daily ritual? I love hula hooping. Ooh. So I like to do like, I just like one to three songs at least. Sometimes it can oh end up being three or four hours. What songs? <laughs> oh, all kinds of songs. Like, um, oh, what, what was it? Like um, from Neil Diamond's Hot August Nights album. There's some great <laughs> things to dance to. Um, some good um, up, up country. Uh, what, what are they called? Oh, it's this great gypsy beat music. Oh my um, gosh. Okay. So wait, did you say three or four hours? You hula hoop for three or four hours? On a good day. Oh my gosh. Your sacral chakra must just love you. Well, it's just, it's something I used to do and I could just get into a trance right before you have like kids and things <laughs> you have oh the time to hula hoop endlessly. And I found for me, it was like an act of meditation mm. kind of, and I do, I used to like Sufi spin as well. So I feel like it's just sort of like the, all of those things combined and it really does get energy moving in a meditative way. That is wild. So are you just doing like the classic hip hula? Are you doing like the multiple hoops and throwing them around? <laughs> like what is the vibe? <laughs> I am such a classic hip hula person. Give me a, a huge eight foot hoop or just like your normal everyday hoop. And I have never mastered the arm thing okay. at all. Like I'm not there, but I love dance. To me, it's like a great dance partner. Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. That like sounds like a really big hoop. Is, is it like an ab workout too? Oh yeah. You can't help it. It just all, it's just, a, it's such a great way because it gets you grooving and you don't have to think about if you're doing, I don't know, you don't, cause I'm not into, I'm not that, um, regimented. Yeah. <laughs> so I need, when I'm doing something repetitive, I need like, you know, I love adding the dance piece because to me then there's freedom and creativity and I'm not just doing like 20, um, sun salutations. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I yeah. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't with a chaturanga. Like, no, thank you. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'm literally wrote, just wrote down in my notes by a hula hoop because like, why have I not been doing this? Yeah. You know what? When I was about 26, I was like, what? Hey, remember hula hoops? Cause it wasn't yeah. that far from my childhood then. And, yeah. and, and then I was even doing the tambourine in a band Oh. And it was, and then I was combining them and it was really fun. Oh my gosh. That's some like real rhythm though. Like to be tapping the tambourine and moving the <laughs> hips. Like that's, <laughs> I, I wonder if I could do that. I'll be testing this. Thank you. Well, quite frankly, <laughs> there's a lot of my rhythm that still feels like Steve Martin from the jerk. Oh my gosh. So funny. Okay. What is your go-to crystal? Oh, what is right here? Lapis. Ooh. I love it. I think it's the Egyptian vibe. Oh, and a third eye moment. Totally. That's actually the piece I have here um, in my room. I do. That's where I put it on my forehead. Oh. And sometimes there's a little inside scoop. <laughs> sometimes I'll just tape that to my forehead. And oh, it's smart. It's okay. it's your tape. And then I did find that, um, I know we don't really know, but apparently um, – Cleopatra did you uh, apply hematite to her pineal to the third eye. Mm. 
-hmm. Although because of that magnetic energy, I got to say it's, it's funky. I didn't like the feeling of that. That sounds a little aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know the history books may not be right, but I thought that was interesting. Um, okay. I just thought of a good business idea. Um, no one copy this, please. Cause I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, but you know, those like sleeping masks, like putting like a little slot in that to put a crystal on your third eye I while you sleep. Oh, that's a I thing. Oh. You know what, I haven't seen it in about 20 years. So I think you okay. got a thing. Okay. Yeah. We have a thing. A revival. Yeah. It's a new day. <laughs> it's a new day. Uh, okay. Love it. Do you have a favorite Kardashian? Well, you know, uh, I didn't really even know about the Kardashians till I got an iPhone and like there was YouTube and stuff. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, fair. But now I got to say, you know, what a dynamic family of women. Yeah. And I think I'd have to pick um, Courtney because my friend Shiva Rose knows her and oh. apparently she's really into like, what, you know, what, what, why are we putting this deodorant in our armpits? That can't yes. be good. Yes. Voices. Yeah. I actually, okay. So we had Shiva Rose on the show oh, and then we yes. also had Jenna Cavello who they did the deodorant with. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I don't know if you've heard of, um, Agent Nature, it's called. It's like, uh, and her and Shiva Rose did a collab and made this deodorant and then Courtney promoted it. Oh, great. Well, there you go. Full circle moment. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> okay. What is something that you indulge in that most wellness people might be surprised by? Kind of like a guilty pleasure. Well, I've got to say, like, I have no part of my being that operates out of any sense of guilt. That's because you're hula hooping it all away. away. <laughs> um, so... I don't know, but I love my decadent things. Um, I mean, we eat chocolate that we make, but it still would be considered pretty. You pretty make healthy. chocolate? Yeah, oh we make goodness. our living libations. We have six flavors that we've been making, and you know what's interesting? A little history out of our living libations history. When Ron, my my man and my partner, when we got together, he he was a yoga instructor, and he was just like, you know, people eat just so bad when they come out of yoga he's like all their chakras are open mm -hmm. and then they're just eating these sugar energy bars we've got to change yeah. that and I was like well I make these things with maca and this is like before anybody knew what maca was and so we started making these yoga truffles we called them and we made one for each chakra uh, stop why don't I have these <laughs> Oh, and then out of that came our chocolate line because back then those were they, we used carob because if you were you know eating organic food like the, the whole chocolate thing about it being healthy was not upon us at that stage mm. and so we made maca root then we had um happy hara chai baba oh my god i'm going up in order cherry chasana for the uh, heart chakra oh my goodness um, Jai Berry joy, joy for the Throat, which was like blueberries and bee pollen and spirulina. And then we had uh, Wahe Guru Num Nums with nutmeg and sarsaparilla for the third eye. Name. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wahe Guru. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is amazing. This, this episode is turning into a shopping list for me. <laughs> this is getting me Oh my gosh. Chakra everything. You are amazing. Okay. What is a mantra or quote that changed your life? Oh gosh. There's so many. I would say, um, keep squeezing drops of sun. Ooh, that's so cute. I get like a really good visual from that. 
Yeah, and that's our, our boy, Hafiz. <laughs> what is that? I love Hafiz. Do you know Hafiz, his poetry? Oh, no. Um, like, books like, I heard God laughing. I think of, he's from a different, I think, century than Rumi. But to me, they're, they're like brothers. Oh. Um, yeah, and so he, he has so many great quotes about the sun. So keep squeezing those drops of sun. Another great one is, um, the sun has been my lover for millions of years. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Angelic. Yeah. And juicy. And juicy. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like picturing like a lemon being squeezed. <laughs> Making me thirsty. Yeah. And I love reading that because it's like the sun to me is fluid drops. Yes. Us. And I have a whole chapter on sun in my book because it's so essential. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to read this book. Okay. So tell, let's, let's dive into you. Tell us how you got started with all of these magical libations that you're, that you created. What was your journey with it? And when did it turn into a business? Yeah, it started pretty young. And I mean, first, there's just sort of this immersion with nature that I got to have as a child because we got we had like a little lake cottage. And I went to summer camps and our bound trips. And now we live in the area where I had a cottage and summer camp. So Is it, it was Muskoka? Really, it's right near there. We're about okay. just a little bit east of there in the Halliburton Highlands. But that same visual, like that's okay. where the, yeah. yeah, a little less crowded. Yes. And, um, so there was that immersion in nature and really like mixing. I like to mix things in nature and, and also raid my mother's bathroom cabinet and mix like her joy perfume with her Coco Chanel and all that kind of stuff. And then, so I, I just had this mixology thing. Um, and then I, the grade nine, I had a science fair project and I was thinking about what to do. And I found this um, you know, more directed toward kids book on, on making cosmetics. And it had a whole chapter on Egypt and making perfumes. And while I was obsessed per with perfumes back then, I had no idea where they came from. I just like the bottles and everything mm -hmm. and the smells. And then, so I really got to understand the history of Egypt, which was really intriguing to me because in our home were also all these paintings from my great grandfather who would be the illustrator on archeological digs with people like Howard Carter um, back in the 1800s. And he also was the president of the London Egyptology Society. And so there was a resonance there for that, just the mystery of that culture. Wow. And um, so I loved learning that perfumes, you know, one of their origin places was there and about the distillations of oils and that, you know, what that's called in present day is an essential oil. So it really grounded in that whole thing. And it said, you could probably find those at a health food store. So my mom drove me into the big city and I got to whiff my first bottles of essential oil, like mm. ylang, orange. And, you know, I couldn't discern what was going on between naturals and synthetics back then, but it definitely like lit something up inside of me. And then I, for the project, Science Fair Project, I recreated Laird Etang using essential oils and you know, I did well and that was really fun and all that. And then as, you know, growing up, then, you know, like the body shop comes along and all its green stuff. Yeah. So I thought that was really neat. But then when I got to university, um, you know, skipping school and being a bit of a rebel, um, watching a show and I saw this show and it, it, and it was also on my own. And so, you know, I was making my own food and, and getting into all of that, like just life at 18. Mm -hmm. And um, the the show was talking, you know, um, uh, Raul Julia was on it and Lisa Benet. And they were talking about like how food is tied up to ecology and the environment and health. 
And like, you know, we didn't have the internet and blogs back then. So it was definitely like, oh my God, like it really opened up something for me. Mm. And then luckily on my way to my little, my little cottage in the back, this is in London, Ontario. And um, I was going to Western University. Anyway, I had to pass by this health food store every day and I just would go in there and then eventually would buy all the books. And so I really, while I was studying for school and all that stuff, um, which was great because actually I was, it was taking women's studies. So then we were, you know, like our textbooks were like the beauty myth, our bodies, ourselves, like exploring midwifery or why the IUD was like so hellacious for women's uteruses and all that kind of stuff. And then at home, I'm like really learning about food and where it comes from and how to read a label and like, just like what's going on in the supermarket is total BS. And then obviously going, Hey, what am I putting on my bodies? What's on, what's on these labels of this um, body shop stuff. And then only to realize the dewberry doesn't have any dew. The cucumbers never seen a cucumber. The fuzzy peach bath oil had never been impeached. I from the, so then I started making my own food and within a month I was like, I'm making my own stuff. Mm. So then I was like trying to find all the ancient, well, I wouldn't say ancient, ancient, but the 1800s is a great area of study because that was sort of the last time that like the closest time in modern history where they were looking at a lot of the ancient texts. So right. they were still back then. Okay. Well, what were the Roman Greeks and um, sorry, the ancient Greeks and Romans and Egyptians studying and they they were they were um there was even their recipes in there or you have the french perfume houses where you know basically all the upper class could just get their own customized perfume and i find that and were, so were those like were those natural though like the the french yeah. perfume houses those were well, almost, depending on the time but it was right around the turn of the 19th century then you get the synthetic the okay so synthetics weren't even invented back then yeah like I can't remember the cutoff date or obviously it was a slow thing right um, but when yes and then I believe in the early 1900s you get that everything starts coming synthesized and then that's when you know medicine gets split off from the natural world but really in in I'm kind of amalgamating many cultures when I'm saying that I'm generalizing, but you know, the priests were the perfumers, the spirit was seen as uh, like cause I, I talk about in my book as a cosmoetic. So things that were taking the elements of the cosmos to apply to the body for, you know, health and well-being was what we would call today. But there was no separation back then. You know, th you know, teas, trees were tinctured and we sluiced remedies from sap and perfumes were really created from pressed or distilled petals. And I wanted to even recreate these older recipes I saw because I wanted to get a whiff of antiquity. I wanted to get a whiff of what were they smelling. So then that led me to try and find all the natural raw materials because, you know, the local health store was, you know, that was running out of, uh, of joy for me. So then I had to find things I was reading about that just didn't exist in the, in the market, which was like, I need to smell immortelle and angelica root and not just the seed. And what does carnation absolute smell like or jonquille or genet, like just really strange ones you've never heard of. And so then in that process, I'm, a, I'm, I'm 
working, finding distillers all over the globe while I'm going while I'm at university. And then I'm getting in just samples of, of what apparently are common essential oils like lime or bergamot or lemongrass. But then the quality I was receiving was like blowing my mind mm. um, because a lot of the essential oils available then and really to this day are still, and again, this is a bit of a generalization, but these sort of warehouses in New Jersey that really that whole realm, the, the most production, the production of these essences is generally for the food and flavor industry, not mm -hmm. for this rare, you know, like a fine wine. Like I'm interested in the fine wine of the industry, not the mass produced stuff yeah. that has been added, you know, adding yeah. this. Because they really that. add like water. They like dilute it with water too, don't they? Well, the, 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 the playing with the real raw material techniques are, were amazing back then. And they're only even more amazing now. Like they can grow perfume materials on things like E. coli. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole, there's things in my book about this sort of these Franken perfumes. Mm. Um, and yeah, so you can take like a synthetic menthol and then add that to a peppermint. Mm. Um, so then the whole thing becomes a contaminate, contaminate. So the adulteration and the refraction and all these sort of trade secrets are, it's very complex what does and, that do for your health when you've got all that synthetic stuff on your body and you're breathing it in? Yeah, well, it's, it's, I mean, I don't think it's good, but it's the same as just wearing a commercial perfume today or all the right. lotion, all the things were, were like, cause if one, if your lotion from the drugstore says, or your, or your beautiful lotion from the health food store can also say fragrance or perfume. Yeah. And that mean that means it could contain another hundred to a thousand ingredients yeah so we need to that's what we need to be watching for on the label is if it says like fragrant added fragrance or perfume mm -hmm. that okay. and then there's some other fancy things like you'll see like words like linalool or geranial and those are in many natural cosmetics and those are it's tricky because it sounds natural because like for example that's sort of part of the latin name or that's the chemical constituent like like a, a neroli oil contains like citral in it so it's a natural component of it but it can also be like, there's also a fake citral that can be right. created in the lab like there's menthol and peppermint and then there's synthetic menthol right and so when it's on those things it's literally the synthetic version okay because if i saw those words i would be like oh citrus oh, oh mint oh geranium like i yeah. wouldn't yeah it's like a Latin kind of version of those words. So it's, there's a lot, you know, going tricky, on. Tricky, <laughs> tricky. How dare they? <laughs> so then, so what year did you, did you start like selling the... Oh yeah, oh that part, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I was, yeah, I actually, had, I mean, it was so tiny. I was like selling things to my friends and family and I made like little brochures of my oh, things that so I would cute. make and sell things to like, I, you know, I was waitressing. So I had like a lot of waitress friends and I made um, products for their spider veins and it was called waitress legs and friends and family. Like waitress it, legs. <laughs> oh my okay. I want, again, adding that to the shopping list. <laughs> that the modern version of that. Oh my God. What do we call that now? Lymph tonic. Okay. Like I'm still going to call it waitress. Yeah. Waitress. You call that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I was selling and I got that feeling and I got, Oh, people like what I'm making and all of that. And then, um, in my last year, I really got clear that I, you know, I didn't want to be an aromatherapist or something, but I really saw that there was no place where there was like 
where there was natural, like there, I just felt like there was no store in North America that was celebrating essential oils and all that. So I, when I was 22, the same year I graduated, I opened um, North America's first full concept aromatherapy store on Queen Street in Toronto. Oh my God. And I uh, was very well received and, um, you know, did all kinds of media, um, like all the classic Canadian media, yeah. like breakfast television yeah. and I can't remember all the names of the shows. So that was really great. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was for about seven years. And, you know, it was so fun there. And we had a blending bar and you could come and get a customized perfume made. And we sold essential oils by the drop. And I met so many fun people. And that's where I met um, Alanis. Mm. We had um, yeah. we had a mutual friend. And Alanis she Morissette, was, guys. Alanis uh, Morissette. Fun fact. <laughs> Uh, Jagged Little Pill was my first CD I ever bought. I was in grade two. My mom took it away from oh me. <laughs> you were in grade two. That's I so was in grade two. My mom gave me $20 to go to the mall with my friend and her mom. And I bought the Alanis Morissette CD. And then I, my mom heard me listening to it and took it away because there were swear words. But then she gave it back like a week later when she like started liking it. So it was fine. Oh, that's <laughs> So it's so fun to have her because I would I would like mop my store floor and listen to that. Such a good album, <laughs> and she is and Alanis Morissette called you a true sense visionary. She did. She's so sweet, and she um, we arranged she would come to the store after the concert. So it was like midnight. We did a private really private shopping. So that fun. is that is like a different kind of after party. <laughs> She's like a kid in a in the candy store. I was uh. like. She was just having a blast and like you could tell she she already loved essential oils because like she didn't know I like we did she just said oh there's this aromatherapy store in Toronto I there's no one like place like in the world I need to go and then our mutual friend was like oh my god I know her so we can we can get in and it was just so fun so and did Ryan Reynolds ever come to your store no. was this in the era, the era well, that was, they were no. dating now does okay. he kind of have red hair no, he's just like the hottest man alive. You'd know him if you saw him. And she was married to him for like a hot minute. Oh yeah, yeah. It would no, but there was there was a young gentleman. A young gentleman. Who <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe was an actor and in something at the time. Oh my gosh. Well but now that is goals. Her man stole eye and they and she just had a beautiful baby. Oh, so lovely. Yeah. She's a, a legend, a total legend. So, okay. So you open your store. Now you have the store in Venice. You're selling all your stuff online. You started writing books. Like your new book is called Renegade Beauty. What does that mean to you? Well, you know, I am a rebel at heart. I love that. Are you an Aquarius? I am. I Me am, too. I am. <laughs> right on. When's your birthday? Tw January 29th. Oh, I'm 24. the same as Oprah. Oh, hey, <laughs> I'm like the same as like, I'm pretty Ellen. Sure. Maybe. I, oh yeah. 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 Ellen. Same as Ellen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think Tiffany Amber Thiessen. So there's that. Oh, same <laughs> we got to get together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, okay. So rebel at heart. What else does re like, what does that mean? Well, to me, like, is there, you know, beauty, I mean, at this stage in the game at 2019, I mean, you know, beauty's been so co-opted by many things, including we have to keep up with the Kardashian I surgical know. fashion. I knew that was good. I knew that was good. 
<laughs> God bless them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, you know, I just feel like there's so much to undo yeah. and re-understand and understand that really what's refreshing us, what's going to revitalize us is not applying anything. And that beauty isn't something that we apply. It's like what we engage in and to really tune into what will reveal and revitalize us is that's like tuning into the elements of the whole cosmos. Yeah. So, you know, water and air and sun being the fire and then the earth, which is like working with botanicals to, uh, you know, do all that physical body stuff. Right. Like, you know, take care of your skin and wash your yeah. face and take care of your teeth. Yes. So what are, oh yeah. So what are like, so you talked about, so you said the sun, the earth, the water. So obviously we need to drink enough water. We need to be, what is, how do we like get the sun? Like, how does that affect our radiance? How do we use that? Well, you know, and a thing with water, we do, we need pure water and we right. need to engage with water. But I do think the eight glasses a day is overrated. Mm. And there's the politics behind that. Oh. We're not just going to. Tell me, how that. much do we need to drink? Like, what is the, what is the truth? I will really, you know, there's some, some culture that's like a classic sense, like eat when you're hungry, drink when you're thirsty. It's like okay. some. Do you anonymous. think the politics is that they want us to be drinking fluoride water so that we become stupid? <laughs> well, that, you know, I mean, I don't agree with fluoride. I don't think it should be in the water. Hard to yeah. say what the motivations are, except like, hey, what should we do with this waste material? Right. Um, and how can yeah. we make money? I mean, it could be that simple. Yeah. Um, but really, you know, um, it's about having the, the other issue though, is that we don't ha we're not drinking good water, whole water. Right. A lot of us are drinking hungry water or, Oh my God, like, do you know what's in tap water? Like mm. that, that's crazy. Like the homeopathic and not even like it's measurable, um, dilutions of birth control pills, psychotropic, uh, psychic, like, um, antidepressant drugs. Sorry. I forget the name of the class of I that drug. Know. Um, from uh, uh, veterinarian medicines, from cocaine, like all of this is being found in the water system because it's all connected Ew. to like what we're flushing down the toilet. And I have a list Aww. of like generally what's found in, in municipal tap water across the states. Um, I like to think Canada's is cleaner. Is that true? Well, we would, you know, I think there's a lot that's cleaner. I mean, a lot of Canada's on well water. Okay. So what, so what water should we be drinking? Like what kind of filtration system is required? That's a great question. You know, I'm not up on like the latest filtration because we do have springs on our land and we have well water. So like we're, we're pretty sweet. But, um, You're like, well, I'm drinking straight from a waterfall every day. So fend for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm showering in the waterfall. Yeah. <laughs> But when I, when I, you know, was in, in the city and we didn't own a home, I definitely had a very good shower filter. And then we would run our bath through the shower. We would rinse our kale in the bathroom. So we would do all <laughs> things from there because it is important. Yes. And then, but then there's even things like a reverse osmosis water, which can come in handy. And there's times when you just need like a distilled water, especially for different alchemy and that kind of stuff. But you know, if it is reverse osmosis, it's taking everything out and then you're drinking hungry water. And then that water in your body needs minerals. So it will take minerals from you as it moves mm. through your body. Mm. So, I mean, really our cells need this fourth phase of water. Um, 
So yeah, the water thing is hard because so many of us live in, in cities, but it is something to think about. And I even do suggest, cause it wouldn't even cost that much is just like get a glass bottle of spring water from, you know, the store and just have that on your bathroom counter for washing your face, like with, oh. with a cloth or a cotton pad, cause even that will make a difference. And then do get a shower filter so that you're at least getting out the chlorine and the fluoride yeah, because that, you know, my shopping list, so. great. <laughs> even that can get rid of clear up a dandruff, like the dandruff, mm-hmm. you know, it can be a deeper issue with, um, you know, too much sugar, fungus, stuff. or, yeah. you know, drinking too much beer, but, um, but <laughs> well, a lot of wine, I know that for a fact. <laughs> my hairdresser is like, Oh gross. What's going on with your head? I was like, well, I drank a bottle of wine last night, so it's fine. I'll be gone tomorrow. <laughs> Deal with it later. Yeah, deal with it later. Um, so what about those like alkaline things that have like the little rocks and them? those water filters? Have you seen those? It's like you buy it and you, it's like this huge thing and it's got like little rocks in it and then you put the water in the rocks and it's supposed to make like alkaline. Oh, yeah, the pr- yeah, those are all good. There's so okay. many. There's so many great things out there and I really encourage people to explore it. There's even things that you can, you know, purify it and then re-vortex it because water does, you know, that's its natural shape. I don't know if that's the right thing, but the way, the way it flows. Okay. Okay. And then you recharge it and like, yeah, so it really is key. And it is something, I mean, that's one reason why we live out in the country. Cause I was like, when I met Ron, I'm like, okay, so next phase, like for my foundation of living, I'm not really care about the house, but I need clean air and clean water and earth to sit on. Yes. Oh, bringing it back to basics. Yeah. And I'm like, if I have that, I know, you know, then I can really serve the world. Yes. Okay. So let's talk beauty. Mm-hmm. We've got a number of beautiful tinctures and serums and things for beauty. What are some things that we can either do at home or what do you think are some kind of like key elements to just make us look radiant? That's a great question. And just as an FYI, I have a whole chapter of, uh, of recipes in Renegade Beauty too, for people that love that. So Mm -hmm. that's because I haven't really, um, written recipes for people before. So there's things from a mascara to toothpaste, that kind of stuff. Oh, I would, yeah, wow. <laughs> I know I've been wanting to make my own toothpaste. I'm Perfect. The recipes in there. I even have one in the dental book and I really keep it simple because I know, you know, it's not like we want to pull out the blenders and stuff. No, no, we want to <laughs> make it easy. Um, and on that toothpaste tip, guys, like if you're still using like Crest, you need to switch it up because I, well, and I, I haven't been using, um, I've been using natural toothpaste for a while, but I ran out and I, for whatever reason, my dentist, like that's a whole other story. I don't believe in dentists anymore, but they gave me like this mini crest and it was like all I had. I like had run out of toothpaste. So I was like, okay, whatever I'm going to use this. I got the most sore throat ever. It was crazy. Like I swear I had like swollen glands from using it. Like that is not okay. No, it's not. And that's, those are crazy things. Yeah, And we could do like a full you know, because you know, I have a dental book as well. I know. Okay. We need to talk about that. Oh, that's why. Okay. So this is when it came, when I was talking to Sean Derek, that's when you came up is because I was telling him that the day before I like the dentist, like convinced me to use the fluoride. Like I said, I didn't want to use it. And they basically like somehow convinced me. And then I felt so dirty after. Oh yeah. (laughs) 
hard when you're in the chair. I know. And like, they're all like doctory looking. It's like, you really, I need to like, well, I think everyone just needs to learn how to stand their ground and follow their intuition. True. And I would have to say like, and partner with a dentist that isn't going to make you stand your ground, but is like, oh my God, you're not my patient. You're your own person in health and let me be your partner. In yes. And yeah. like, do they have like natural dentists? That's something I haven't really yes. like looked up. Do they? Okay. I'm going to yeah. look that up like a, like a holistic dentist. Yeah. So the, even more than that is a, a biological dentist would even get you a little bit more advanced. Um, and you, any, you and anybody can email us. We have, we don't know dentists everywhere, but we can give you resources that will lead you to there. And we also mm. have a, an article on our website about questions to ask mm. so that, you know, maybe they're holistic, but you got to see like, are they still filling people with mercury though? So like, cause it's, you know, it can be a little more lucrative to be holistic mm-hmm. and you know, what's their stance on root canals and fluoride. And so <sighs> that you really are. Place, but I'm, I'm pretty sure in Vancouver you've got a couple of options. Well, no, I fully think I oh, root canals that's a whole other thing that I just intuitively knew was wrong, and mm-hmm. then I ended up just getting them to just like fully take that to the root canals too. That so I was like, this exactly does not right feel right because, yes, and it's like it's far enough back in my and they're like, oh, we want to put in an implant, and I'm like, I don't want the implant Good so. Work. Yeah, I'm like, I'm standing my ground on that. They definitely were giving me dirty looks. And like, even it's funny because one of my best friends is a hygienist and she really is drinking the Kool-Aid. And um, she's like, well, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's going to affect your, your bone is going to cave in if there's no tooth there. I'm like, well, I will wait until that happens and then see. <laughs> like, I'm not putting like a fake tooth in my mouth. Sorry. Well, no. And the other issue that beyond the tooth, it's the titanium post. That's yeah, exactly. I'm like, not, yeah. I'm not putting like titanium, like drilling into my bone. No. Thank you. Now no. you did all the right moves, but because you're at that dentist, I would, uh, you should check up and see if when they extracted the tooth, if they also removed the periodontal ligament. Oh my gosh. They did not. You will need to get that removed. I don't think it, since the tooth's already gone, I think the hard part's already done okay. because then that is stand. So that's standard. So it's not like they were negligent. Um, right. But, but, but we, but I want that to be removed. You, you do. Um, okay. So what the bio, what the dentists in the know really know is that, that, that whenever tooth's extracted, that needs to be removed because otherwise decades from now, you will, you will have a jaw cavitation. Which, which would is, be beneficial for them because then I would have to pay them more. Oh, well, yeah, I don't think they're trying to do, I don't think it hasn't really been known because they don't even show up on, on x-ray until it's 80% decayed. Oh my God. Um, but that means like every wisdom tooth, like every standard extraction, it's classic to leave that in, which is, uh, Dr. Hal Huggins said that's akin to leaving the placenta in after giving birth oh, man. and then the gum grows over. Hmm. And so really at some point when everybody locks down their amazing new biological dentist, you would have them check anywhere you've had a tooth removed. So I had my, I had three wisdom teeth removed. And then a couple years ago, I had the dentist check those pockets. The tooth's already gone. So they just use very tiny dental instruments and see if there is. And then if there is, they scrape off the decay from the bone, allow a blood cut to form and cleanse the area, inject it with plasma and ozone, and you should be good to go. It's not that invasive. It sounds kind of gross. Yeah, that sounds aggressive. I know. But it's all good. And I do, you know, even in Renegade Beauty, there is a very good comprehensive dental chapter 
and uh, you'll you'll love the pages on there. And on okay. Oh my gosh, I this is like everything I've been waiting for. You need to follow Jenna Cavello. You would love, like, she's very, like, political, like, really gets into stuff. Um, but I, she talks so much about all this stuff, too. And I feel like you would oh, really wonderful. love her. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So what can, okay, what, wait. So we can DIY toothpaste. We can DIY um, mascara, all the makeups. That's all in the book. So I love that. Um, you also talk about goddesses and how they relate to your renegade beauty. So who are your like fave goddesses of the moment? Wait, also is Artemis your real last name? It is an old family name. And oh, so, okay. Yeah. And, um, my, when my, we, there's divorces and stuff and I just wasn't connected to my original last name because my mom had remarried and I've been using this other name growing up. And yeah. then it came time for like having a driver's license. And then my, it was my original birth name. So she was just like, pick a name. And so we looked through family names and stuff. And this was even before what I understood the name to fully mean. Really? And then, yeah. and then this is a really fun thing that happened. So um, a few years ago, I guess about 15 years ago now, I'm looking up. I'm like, hey, because you know, family, botanical families. So there's like, uh, you know, like all, all the roses. And okay. All. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a botanical family called the Artemisias. Oh. And that's like all your sages and tarragon and even the plant that makes absinthe. And it's what? one of the bugwort. It's a lot of the witch herbs. Um, so it's one of the largest botanical families. And there's a way that they're like, there's when they decide to name them, there's always a little story. So I was like, well, yeah, how did that come from? What is it? And so I found out it was named after Queen Artemisia, mm-hmm. who was the queen of Cyprus. Mm-hmm. Cyprus is a neat island because yes. it has the oldest perfume vessels on the planet so far that have been discovered. And what's interesting for me in Cyprus is that I've always known that I was conceived on Cyprus Ooh. because my dad was a... Uh, lieutenant colonel and they had to travel around a bit so I was conceived on Cyprus and then my mom gave me a common middle name but it was spelt differently so she, in case I didn't like Nadine when I grew up so she called me Nadine Karen oh. and then the queen's name is Karen Artemisia oh, I'm getting goosebumps this is wild yeah, so that was a really fun thing to discover and it was around the time like you know Alexander the Great and her were friends so it was around that era oh my goodness this is wild and and artemis is also like yeah the the goddess what does she represent again she's she's of like like, she gets mixed up with a lot of people merge the diana roman uh archetype with artemis and it's they're a bit different right um because diana's the hunt and stuff and that's cool but artemis is the moon um a midwife yeah. Uh, the forest. So she kind of presides over the moon and the forest. Yes. How perfect. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what, are, are there any other goddesses that you're like working with and like, what are some goddess rituals that you're into? That's a great question. You know, I'm not even that ritual. I feel like I, you know, have intentions. I, I do. I, I meditate a lot. Mm-hmm. I hang out in the realms that are sort of that met that's where I do a lot of my work and formulations is really 99% of it's all in the ethers mm-hmm. and then making something is really like in that la- like the the action of making something's just 
the very last step. Mm, I love that. And do you do any like, do you do any like divination stuff? I just saw there was so much about goddesses in the book. I'm like, well, how does that relate to? Oh, that's great. You know what though? I don't even think I mentioned goddesses that much in the book. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it was something. Maybe. (laughs) Other than we all, us women on the planet right now are all goddesses. All goddesses. (laughs) Okay. What about, can we talk about sacred geometry for a hot second? Sure. Because that's something that you talk about in the book, right? Yeah. In the sense of. Okay, tell me about that. Because I really don't know much about it. I'm just going to tell you. So I did, have you ever done breath work? Like the intense breath work where you like go to a different planet, basically? I believe I have. I've tried a lot of things. Okay. Like that breath work and stuff. I don't know what it's, it's just, (laughs) I don't know what it's called. It's just called breath work, but it's like, it's wild. And it's just kind of like two, like really intense inhales through the mouth. And then one exhale, like an inhale into the chest, inhale into the, or sorry, inhale into the stomach, inhale into the chest, and then exhale through the mouth. Um, And it is, you do that for like, I do not suggest doing it at home, FYI, unless there's someone there, because it basically expands. I do it with a lady named Gwen Dittmar. Um, and she basically like, it expands, I guess we only use like 20% of our brain and like we get so much oxygen to our brain that we access 80% of our brain. So it's like bringing us to like different states of consciousness. And I did this breath work and I was like, randomly like had this vision of me and this like woman. And I, um, I was holding this little like geometric shape And I said to her, um, she said, what do you have for me? And I handed her the shape and I said, I know this is small. And she said, this is actually the biggest thing in the world. And I was like, and then I woke up, I was like, what does that mean? And then um, I started seeing the shape everywhere. It was kind of like, I can't explain. I don't know what the hell to call this shape. It's like basically like, it was like, imagine you took like a rectangle and then on the short ends, you put like the tip of a triangle. (laughs) Does that make sense? That's what it was. Building blocks for a kid. Yes, exactly. Um, So, okay. So what is sacred geometry? What does it have to do with anything related to what you do? Well, it's really just in this, in the, cause in the beginning part of the book, I like to just have a quick run through, like, what's the, what is it? Where, where are we coming from with beauty? What's the discussion? What's the philosophy been sort of on the planet? Yeah. And you know, what, what is beauty kind of thing? And to me, like, there's obviously, you know, beauty really is a manifested form of nature's secret laws mm. made visible. Mm. So with that, we're able to get hints of the hidden world. Because really all life is, is the merging of the tangible, the intangible, the form and the formlessness. And because, you know, in our minds, beauty has this thing of perfection, but really what's perfect is the wholeness of creation. And so through that unity of like design and pattern, or even how, like, how does a flower blossom? And there's a sacred geometry to that as well. And it's like those, those petals, you know, through through just like communication of wavelengths and sunbeams and water and oxygen, like this plant forms into a pattern of color and seeds and smell that's just so amazing. And so, you know, that's like, it's like the micro particles of the cosmos. Mm. And by studying those forms in nature, I feel like we can learn about the physical properties of life and sort of the metaphysicalness of interconnection. 
That is wild. I'm like, this is so interesting to me. I cannot wait to read this. Um, (laughs) Okay. So how can we find our own renegade beauty? Like what can we do today to like, like be like, yeah, I am damn beautiful. And you know, no matter how you're feeling, like what are some things we can do to just kind of like elevate ourselves energetically to see our own beauty? That's a great question. And you're reminding me of another Hafiz quote. Mm. He said something like, do you know how beautiful you are? I think not, my dear. Mm. That's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. But yeah, it's about like, um, you know, we really, sometimes we fear, you know, parts of our body Mm. and we're sort of like, and if we're in fear, then we kind of secede also from our own inner compass. Interesting. It's also about sort of separating from what we've been taught is beautiful, you know, which is right now, obviously beauty is just really like caught up in, in a spin of consumerism. Yeah. You know, and it's based like all marketing yeah. I mean, one way or another is based on, you know, ruffling up our insecurities mm-hmm. and uh, the whole platform is about comparison. So it's, you know, I really think one of the biggest things we can do is, you know, let go of comparison let go of these sort of adrenal driven goals, you know, and that we're just like alive to be, you know, fighting, crashing against the rocks of time you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> or like, and what is beauty? Does that mean we have to be per- so perfectly pretty that we can like look in a magnifying mirror and like, you know, finally be okay with it? Yeah. So we want to let go of a lot of that kind of stuff and just tune in to you know, it tune into the inside of us and allow the beauty to come out. You yeah. know, it's, it sounds kind of hallmark, but really. No, I, I totally get it. Cause I feel like even like oftentimes, like when we look at ourselves in the mirror, we're kind of like asking our, uh, like, do we're kind of like, okay, do I feel pretty today? And like, when we think of that, we're like, okay, well, I kind of look like this celebrity or I could kind of like you know, wear this outfit that kind of represents this. So it's like, we're kind of, it's like if we removed all of those like logical, not logical, but all of those like material or like, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's your beauty is your energy. It's not like the way that you look. So it's like, if you can look past that, then you see the beauty. Totally. And you know, there's a fun, another quote I'm thinking of is from Krishnamurti, something like, you know, beauty is when you are not which what I feel like he's saying is like, let's say in that orgasmic moment, like mm-hmm. literally you're not, you're really ecstatic because you're not existing or you're really so engaged with that flower or that sunrise. Yeah. And in those moments, you're, you're not there because you're literally having um, a present, you're really present for what's going on in life. And when we're present, then we're not brimming with our thoughts and our you know, all those crazy voices in our heads. So it's really, I think also about like, give your beauty the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. So, you know, and allow it to ripen. Mm -hmm. And I think what you said was bang on about we are, we're beautiful when we are not is because it's like when we're in those moments where we're so engaged and so present. And so um, like, that's when we are actually like chat, like, without sounding like religious or too woo woo, but like channeling God. Like that's when we are like not actually our thoughts anymore. We've become like a vessel for source. Exactly. Which is all we are anyway. Mm -hmm. 
know, I really feel like all my words and all my creations are people sometimes like, oh my God, look, you created. I'm like, it all just literally mm-hmm. are working for something else. <laughs> totally. I know. I feel that way. Like after I like do like a big like talk or something like that, or like a call with a client or something, I'm like, what did I even say? Where did that come from? <laughs> But those are the times that I feel like I look the like physically look the most beautiful. It's like my eyes look big. Like I can feel it. Like if I'm trying to think of what to say next, I look like a different person. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. So get out of your heads and into your beauty, guys. Totally. And that's, you know, I feel like my book brings you to that journey. Like I'm like, you know, giving tools for for that space, for the yes. allowing of the beauty to come. And then, you know what? A lot of very handy and practical t- tips, like don't yes. get that root canal. Yes. Or, you know, <laughs> wash your face with oil instead of soap. So there's a lot of tips that will really, I'm, I'm really low, like, like to, I'm, I, I am, I love my special things and I, there's a lot of, um, you know, decadence for like organic and beautiful things. But on another level, I'm so low maintenance. And mm-hmm. and if there's anything to do with maintaining my body, I want it to be so simple. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of want to get out of the way and let my body and spirit kind of do the hard work. That is so true. It's like the, the, I've even found too, like with skin, it's almost like the more I'm like, Oh, I need to try this product and this product. And this is good for this. It's like, that's when you get a fucking breakout. Like it's like the less is more. <laughs> totally. Oh yeah. It's great. And well, and then if you think about it, if you've just used five normal products on the planet right now, you've mm-hmm. probably put, you know, hundreds of ingredients on your face at one time. And mm-hmm. it's crazy. And the whole thing is the skin's microbiome. I mean, we're not alone. We're living with billions of creatures on our bodies and, you know, because the whole microbiome and that's what we have to really take care of. Because we have one thing called the best skin ever and literally that could do everything you need, you know, to cleanse and moisturize your body. Oh my gosh. We're going to link you guys to that. It's called the best skin ever. Okay. We're going to link you guys in the show notes because that sounds amazing. Everyone wants to have the best skin ever. Um, okay. So let's move on to manic moments and manifesting where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing we manifested. And I can go first. So my meltdown is more of a energy meltdown where I still have an unpack from my trip and I've been home for a solid week now. Um, but I am proud because I set a boundary today. Someone asked me to go for dinner and like, pardon me was like, Oh yeah, wine dinner. Sounds great. But then I'm like, no, am I going to regret that in the morning? Am I going to feel like shit? Am I going to wish that I stayed home and got my life together? Yes. So making it happen today, you guys can hold me accountable, but I'm getting my life back on track and doing laundry tonight on a Friday. I mean, what has, what, who have I become, but that's what's happening. And then my manifestation. So yesterday I did this Kundalini situation. I never know what to call them. I'm like, is it a Kundalini pose? It was just like this hand movement. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm going to try and just, a Kriya. Okay, perfect. A Kriya. So um, I'm going to try and like describe it to you guys. Um, I wish I like kept track of what the name of it is, but I didn't. So sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but basically, if you, if you basically, if you Google Kundalini Kriyas for abundance, it'll come up. But basically you take your hands um, with oh. your palms facing up. Have you done this before? I have, yes. yes. Um, and you like have your, so your palms are facing up and your pinkies are touching. And so you like kind of like bang your pinkies together and then you flip your hands over um, so that your 
the top of your hands is facing the sky and then you touch your two index fingers together. So you're kind of like forming like a circle with your hands. So then you go to like the pinkies again and then you go to the um, the index fingers again and you're going, you know, back and forth. And then every time you do it, you're chanting HUD, 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 HUD. And you do that for three minutes. And I did that yesterday and like a random $6,500 landed into my lap out of nowhere. And I was like, um, guess I'll be doing this every day. Woohoo! <laughs> so I'll share it with you guys on my stories because it was really, really fabulous. Um, so yeah, tell us about your last meltdown, Nadine. You know, I was thinking about this. I, I, I thought of something bigger and it wasn't the last one. So I, I hope I got the question right. But it was, it was good meltdown because like our whole existence burnt up in flames and we mm. lost everything. Oh my God. Every beautiful drop of oil, every vintage painting that I had, you know, a piece of It was of your home? Our home and business together. Day, when was it. this? It was five years ago. Oh my goodness. And it was like the biggest meltdown I've ever had. Literally, your life melted literally, down. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, a lot of it was like, kind of like, oh my God, like that, like obviously it was a lot and lifetimes in there, but like kind of like oh my god the last 20 years of my work is gone oh my gosh beyond like you know and I and my mother had recently died and I had so many beautiful things of hers oh, no. and it goes on and on and like you know leaders and leaders of the world's most beautiful precious oil of like neroli and sandalwood oh and like, which I'm sure cost a pretty penny as well oh insane and and we had just in it and then you know the time we had just bought a lot too because there's a it was just after a beautiful growing season of, of, wow. of, of you know a lot of oils we purchase in June and July because that's when the neroli's ready and the rose is ready and the motel's yeah. ready yeah. all that so yeah oh that was gosh. so weird. how did you deal <laughs> well it was like you know just step by step day yeah. by day and then seeing well there was the crash of manifestation mm. also seeing like all the amazing manifestations that came right oh we found a place on our same old dirt like same little dirt road that mm. we could so we could live near our home and like then this happened you know so all so then you're seeing like the quick manifestations um to bring it forward and it's also was a big lesson of like if if you just I mean you uh, in life I feel like there's just some things you just have to decide that that's probably the rule of life mm. and it's better for you just to pretend that like like I think well I'm generally always on the path of least resistance yeah so I think clearly I mean it didn't happen the first day you know it took me yeah. a few to get to this part of thinking but like clearly then this must be the path of leaf resistance for all things that I have I do want to manifest yeah amen you know? oh my and gosh you just why not think that because just mm -hmm. wallowing in it, it certainly doesn't help but it you just you know you have to find that better thought step by step to know that everything's going to be okay I mean we didn't yeah. have passports you know, we had a team of people that I was like, oh my God, can I, we got to keep working, but we literally had no work material, no computers, oh no anything. But then I also got to realize, well, we still, a business still exists because like, you know, there's just the essence, we don't have the physical things, but we have clients that love what we mm -hmm. do. And I still have all my formulas. Luckily 
Yeah. Well, that's, and I always say, well, and I always use this example and maybe I should stop doing that. I always say like, if everything, if every, if my business burnt to the ground, I always say like, if my business burnt to the ground, I know that I could rebuild it. Like I always like feeling like so grounded in what you're doing and like knowing that it's not a house of cards and that even if it like totally blew over, you built, you rebuild. Yes. Now yeah. it's very like, we, there's so much of what we do. I mean, mainly we're a very physical business, right? It's mm-hmm. not like a whole intellectual property thing, right. or, but yeah. St- yeah, but then, but really this year, I, this year I feel like, and now we're in the full manifestation of, of, um, being over that because now, you know, we were about to start our new headquarters, like literally the day after the fire, like that was when construction was going to start. So we had all of that, like, was ready, but then we just changed everything. We were like, oh, we're actually not going to put it on that part of our land. It's going to be over on this other part. And then we made it like triple the size because I was wow. like, well, we need to build for the next 50 years or at least. Or, you know, I was like, we want to make some long term decisions. And now what we've created is just, um, you know, it's a beautiful building. It's the first like it in Canada. We've received Pioneer Construct Pioneers in Construction Awards. Wow. It only yeah, we could turn off our heat in February and oh we've really God. created just such a beautiful environment to, to work in, to be in, to create in. And like the design and the architectural design works for how we create our, our unique process of creating products. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to definitely yeah. come see you when I'm in Toronto. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. And you have some gifts for us. So first off, Nadine has so generously offered a 10% off coupon for all Chakra Girl radio listeners. So use, use coupon code Chakra Girl at living, it's livinglibations.com, correct? Yes. Okay. And you get 10% off. Um, The code expires at midnight on September 30th. So get your orders in guys. And she is giving away a, one of her books, uh, uh, Renegade Beauty and an oil kit for the chakras. Hi guys. So on brand (laughs) for us. So I'm going to be doing a post on Instagram this week. You are going to comment and they're going to be posting it as well. So you're going to comment on both photos. You're going to follow both of us. You're going to tag a friend on each and you're going to tell us your favorite part of this episode, even though there's probably a million because there were so many good tidbits in here. So make sure you're following me. Make sure you're following Living Libations. Where can we find you online, Nadine? Well, we've got livinglibations.com and then my favorite social, we're on all social media, but my fave is Instagram. That's where the one I'm more involved with and you can see the beautiful place where we live and all that kind of stuff. Yes, and it's at living, what is it? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, at Living Libations. Perfect. Okay. So we're going to link you guys to everything. Nadine, thank you. So this was like, I'm like, I could talk to you for four more hours. <laughs> we could. I have so many questions. But, um, this was amazing. Thank you so much for all your amazing takeaways, your amazing energy and all the knowledge that you have, which is vast. Um, and thank you everyone so much for listening and we will catch you all next week. Bye guys. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening. Remember, karma's real. So if you love this episode, go leave a comment, rate us five stars, and subscribe. And you're going to manifest a mini heart chakra upgrade because you've got to give if you want to receive. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at chakragirlco and shoot me a DM. I'm here to chat. Also, you can find more info on this episode at chakragirlco.com. That's where you're going to access the show notes. And while you're on my website, check out the newest online hotspot, the Chakra Girl Glam and Grounded membership. We would love to help you activate those chakras, babe. So step into that chic life and join us in the Glam and Grounded membership. Love you, mean it. See you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.